0: Blog Talk
1: Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time.
2: What happened at the New
1: Orleans? Peace, peace,
2: peace. Welcome back. You are live right now on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. This is your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology, and we are back. We are live. We are in full effect. We are thankful to be here Um You know what, y'all? I didn't even do a a sound check. We don't want to not to be recording. Um, But while I'm checking for that, please, please, please uh, allow me to show reverence, honor, and respect to our divine ancestors, um, our righteous ancestors, Shay, and our fearless leader here at My Astrology Coach, um, Brother Ampu. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so, um, okay, I hear myself. Woo-hoo. All right, y'all, we are into it. Last week, <clears throat> uh, you may have noticed <laughs> that there was a lot going on and certain things attempting to impede my ability to broadcast, but we did, okay? We did it. Come full of high water, we got it done, um. Uh, Additionally, this week uh, I have secured a temporary location to broadcast from. Woo Cue the hand clap sound bite um, <clears throat> uh, Although, be it temporary um, Thank you, thank you, thank you Although I have not quite received any astro love gifts I did have a dream, a dreamy Piscean dream That I did receive some astro love gifts that were significant and were, um, were able to help put me in a position to serve you guys even better. So please, please, please um, show your love if you appreciate what we do here. On average, about two to three hundred of you do, at least via your listenership. So if you are so inclined and led, um, there the first link available in the episode information is for Astro Love Gifts. Please. Feel free to click and share and show your love. Um, outside of that little bit of housekeeping, <clears throat> uh, the monthly transit service along with the weekly consultations are going great. Even though I had to um, change locations um, into another temporary spot, um, I, I only had to reschedule one consultation, had that, um and things are just going great. The new technology that we're using to record the consultations, the audio and the video is amazing. I'm able to literally show you guys um, where all the action is going on in your um, transit chart, <clears throat> uh, what portions of your natal chart is being impacted by these passing transits that I talk about on the radio every week ahead of time. So thank you, thank you, thank you for you guys sticking with me. Everybody who subscribed for the new service, everyone so far has renewed their service, so I venture to say that everyone is pleased and happy. So so am I. I'm uh, more than honored to serve in this capacity. It's what I do. (laughs) So let's get into it, you guys, uh, today. The moon is void right now. The moon is in void, of course, status. So we all know what that means as of 8-something that's rising up until 4, <clears throat> I believe it's 4.41 Central Standard Time. Uh, FYI, you guys, if you couldn't tell, last week with the snorting and snotting and all that stuff, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, having a that first quarter moon hit and and rolled into the full moon. And I don't know about anybody else, but when the sun made its ingression from Aquarius into Pisces, there was a lot going on. (laughs) You heard a little bit of it on the air last week, but even beyond that, just major changes. When I told y'all last week that the sun going into Pisces was signifying the beginning of the end I wasn't joking. These things are wrapping up and culminating by way of um, the full moon. Uh, Things that were going on six months ago are wrapping up due to that Virgo full moon, or I say this Virgo full moon. The moon is technically still in Virgo right now. It's just void. Um, But the the effects and the the ramifications of, of things going on around the time of a full moon, such as this one, could last up to two weeks. What else is going on here in a couple of weeks that lends itself towards the idea of wrapping things up and things being the beginning of the end? Um, and when you think of the end, I want you all to automatically think of new beginnings, anything anything you're letting go of in this sun and Pisces season, anything you're letting go of in this full moon and Virgo season, you're making waste. For, fear not. <laughs> Fear not. I know I know that when we're in this mode of letting go and we're letting go of things we don't necessarily really want to let go of, um, we really want to hold on, <laughs> um, you're going against the flow. You're going against the grain when you do that and, and you're fighting this losing battle, especially when you realize that in two weeks we're going to have a solar eclipse things that there's going to be some reversals going on. It's going to be some things that have been going along trudging along needing uh to 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 have a fresh new energy uh infused into it. Solar eclipse, got you. Here on March 8th. We're not going to talk about it until next week week ahead and I'll have horoscopes and all that kind of stuff for you guys, but I want y'all to be on the lookout. Why? <coughs> because eclipses can begin their effects on average about a month up uh, before or prior to, okay? So you may already, like I would consider myself having already had this like really life-altering reversal, uh, sudden reversal type of situation go on that is ushering in a lot of new energy, Um But there could be more. (laughs) So uh, up until a month before the eclipse and definitely up to six months after um, these themes, depending on where it's falling in your birth chart, one thing my clients are being able to see now much more clearly now that I'm walking through it with them week by week with these different transits going on is that they can see – where exactly be they? they, on this show, we're a week ahead. My clients are a month ahead. I'm giving them a month out what's going to be going on and where it's going to be hitting in your chart. And so you're really able to have these areas of life that you can kind of focus on or narrow your focus on at least. And, hey, it's sun and Pisces season. Any (laughs) – Narrowing a focus that can go on, you know, that shouldn't be the aim in Pisces season at all. But astrology is always going to be here to light the way um, and and point you in a clear direction as to where to look for these energies, how to be proactive about it. I can say this, even in my particular scenario. The, the sudden change that happened was desired. I desired it. I wanted change in that area, that very specific area of space that is relating to where the, the change of the full moon was going to be going on, the that last quarter moon right before it, and even the ingress of, of the sun going from Aquarius to Pisces. Um, it was exactly what I wanted. It just didn't look anything like I thought it would. I never imagined that I would make such a significant transition um, of where I'm broadcasting from, doing consultation from, uh, conducting business from. I never imagined that it would transition in the way that it did, the how. That's that's what you don't – that could get – Spiritually, for all those who are spiritually adept, all my empaths, all my prophets, all my, you know, people who are in tune spiritually, my tarot readers, um, s- certain aspects of the how can be perceived and picked up on, uh, but that's kind of the thing that I wouldn't necessarily be able to tell you. I can tell you this is going to happen. The, the, this is the, has the potential to happen. This specific, very specific thing, okay? And I can tell you, and this is the area of your life that it's most likely going to happen in. You can expect to see it show up in this particular area. But the how, the details, the exactly this is who you're going to meet and they're going to do it this way, no. Nobody could have told me that, Um, although astrology tells you so much, I knew the the main component to what occurred, I was fully prepared for. And I guess that's why I was able to, you know, maneuver through it a bit smoother than if I had no idea whatsoever what could possibly be going on. Um, Obviously, I was still able to broadcast the show. I had to whisper a little bit and be a little cautious about um, being overheard. Um uh but I got it done and i and i i was I'm able to broadcast to you guys today. I got to another location that the see and this is when you know you're in the flow and in the vein of where the universe is drawing you to we've, destiny means destination, but there's a journey along the way that's just as significant uh if not more than where we. Are are due to end up So And and your natal chart Your birth chart I mean it spells it out It just spells it out What your destiny is What you Is for all intents and purposes Contracted to come here And do Okay So what I'm, I'm Saying that for Is to say Utilize the tools That you're given If it's Tarot Use Tarot If it's astrology Use astrology But don't in a sun in Pisces season, once again, don't try to pin anything down. It will be an exercise in futility.
1: <laughs>
2: um, there's more energy coming through Pisces in the coming weeks. So this is not going this energy isn't going anywhere anytime soon. You better get real. This first alignment I'm gonna talk to y'all about, which is the Sun Neptune conjunction that I mentioned in last week's show that starts off the whole entire week ahead this week is going to be a really good dose of this sun um, conjunct Neptune and Pisces energy. We're going to get another really good dose of this strong Piscean energy uh, to help us get more familiar and traverse a bit more smoothly through this territory because guess what? Mercury is going to be in Pisces soon. Then Uh, Venus is running pretty much neck and neck with Mercury right now. Now that Mercury's gone direct and it's going full steam ahead. So if you're having a hard time right now and you ain't really feeling Pisces season all that much, then listen up because this show uh, right here is going to help you get your bearings just a little bit more it it can be tricky because once again you can't pin anything down it can be tricky once again because neptune comes to blur every line there are no boundaries in pisces <clears throat> that's where art resides who 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 can put a rule on art and artistic expression that this is this is the area of space where imagination resides how can you tell somebody what to and what not to imagine? There are no boundaries. There are no rules in Pisces, so to speak. Okay? And if you don't deal well, it's it's also a water sign. So it's emotional. And if you don't deal well in energies like this, I got the remedy for you. But you have to be open to it. Neptunian energy, Pisces energy, twelfth house energy. <clears throat> It requires us to be open. You're not gonna do well in Pisces energy if you're real logical. It stuff just has to make sense. Neptune, Pisces, twelfth houses where spirituality resides. Make sense of that. <laughs> not talking religion. I'm talking spiritual spirituality. The fact that we are spirits embodied in flesh. Flesh vehicles for if you will. Okay? And so <clears throat> Let the logic go for now and let your imagination and creativity come in. I'm I'm dealing with a scenario right now. I have already relegated myself to the fact I'm not going to pin anything down and that I don't want to before eclipse season because whatever you think is going on, going along in a particular direction, let a solar eclipse happen on March 8th and find out if it don't switch up on you. Let that lunar eclipse happen on March 23rd and see if something don't switch up on you. Then you got, <clears throat> on the 20th, the sun ingressing into Aries, meaning spring equinox. We change in season. So you might want to figure out how to get comfortable going with the flow now while the sun is in Pisces, while we all have access to, uh, you know, a more spiritual self-expression, while we all have access to a more creative and imaginative self-expression, while we all have access to a a will that is inspired and led by our dreams, inspired and led by our meditation time. If you not if you if you don't know how to sit down, quiet your mind and let go in those types of ways also, it's gonna to continue to be a difficult time. It's gonna be like trying to pin the you know, tail on the bullseye in the dark. Good luck. When you could simply relax into the darkness, into the void and bathe in it. Bathe in the 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 waters of Pisces that 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 would take you over or drown you. If you're, I was consulting with a client this week, and <clears throat> uh, this particular client has a lot of stuff going on with Neptune and Pisces and 12th house energy as well. And my wisdom was simply to, if you're not fighting, just imagine being at, at an ocean on a beach, right? And the waves are just crashing one after another, one after another. You stand up, the next wave crashes you over and knocks you down, right? What if you stopped fighting the waves and fully relaxed into them and allowed the waters to take you where they want to go? There aren't any boundaries. Let me go ahead and jump into it, you guys, because I may have gotten a little ahead of myself, but I know I'm right on time, so it's all good the only thing we didn't finish in last week's episode <clears throat> please go back and listen to it um i li- y'all I, I listen to my own show <laughs> i mean i go i go by my own notes for the show from week to week when uh when things are going on i'm i'm checking in because <laughs> we already did this ahead of time and and i and it it bears referencing especially when things are going on all around you and it's like, what the heck did she say was supposed to be going on today? Because something is going on. Um, so yeah, we got the void today. Yay, the moon, enter- I told y'all last week, the moon goes into Libra right here after um, the moon gets out of void status here at 4.41 p.m. Central Standard Time today. The moon enters Libra and I told y'all last week, that it would be a much welcomed energy, I'm sure, because Libra just wants to get along, okay? Libra wants to be harmonic, diplomatic. Libra wants to compromise. Um, so the moon being where we're most comfortable and, and and representing our instincts and emotions, we will be most satisfied here over the next few days <clears throat> being at peace. Yeah, being being relaxed. Um, uh, uh, and being social, Libra is very social. It's ruled by Venus. Um, it since it is Venus ruled, simply watch for any excessive laziness or overspending. Um, but the the feelings that Libra may arouse in us, um, you know, wanting basically being willing to put another before you, or at least consider the other person. <laughs> at all when the moon's at in Libra. Libra is the scales, right? It wants to balance everything out. So it's just the, it's the opposite of Aries. Aries is first house. Libra is seventh house. So whereas Aries is self and me and my identity, seventh house, I have I have recently been adding this in here because I think it's significant, but not only is seventh house the opposite of Aries self, and so it's others, but it's also our shadow self, the parts of ourselves that we don't want to identify with but that continues to play out in the manifestation of these others in our lives. Think right now of the person who gets on your nerves the most. Take a second to think. Who gets on your nerves the most that is in your uh, environment of people or others that you communicate with on any regular basis, right? They get on your nerves, they're you, yeah, mhm, They're you, they are manifestations of these parts of yourself since you don't wanna consciously acknowledge them, they don't pop up on your tail <laughs> in the way in the form of another person, me too, <laughs> so I am. You know, especially while the sun is in Pisces and we have access to this really forgiving energy because the boundaries go away, right? So it's not even about who did what to who and what she said and you, half the stuff you don't even remember. Can't even verify the facts. This is the season to let it go. The moon was full a couple of days ago. Now it's waning. That means it's decreasing in the part that we can see. It's the, the moon never changes size, but what the part of it we can have visible access to is decreasing, getting smaller, waning. Okay. <clears throat> so, it's it's ripe for that reason to let go, to go with the flow of the moon. The moon's let shedding its light you, It's time for us to shed Right We're in this last zodiac sign Of the 12 signs Starts off in Aries Ends in Pisces We're in the last zodiac season Aries starts off On March 20th A whole new 12 sign season Sun, sun cycle Solar cycle Right So That <laughs> that has an element of ending or closing out. The full moon waning has an element of ending or closing out. So if you're in that mode, you're on the right track. Because when eclipse season comes here, the first, very first one, in just a week, a little over a week, and that and it's a new moon. So, yeah, closing out, letting go, releasing, purging, it's, it's This is it This is it If you're doing that You're on the right track If you're trying to hold on Keep things Status quo the same You're going to be the only one mad You're going to be the only one mad Once again If anybody you know Including yourself Is having a hard time right now In Pisces season Just don't want to let go That's all I can really tell you More than likely It's the issue of not wanting to let go Not wanting to (coughs) Rock the boat Y'all give me a quick second for some water I feel so bad I I have I mean ever since last week y'all It's just It really is a testament to The significant changes that are afoot For all of us Uh like I said, stuff tends to happen to me ahead of time. That's probably why out of all the formats I could have done a show in, being ahead of time and having that theme on the entire show from week to week, it comes naturally to me. <clears throat> um, a lot of times when these particular alignments like a full moon, I had full moon events happening to me three and four days before the full moon. <laughs> So it's like I get these downloads spiritually, energetically, and experientially ahead of time, and that's why I'm able to offer such <coughs> assistance such as that. That for, That's why my, my clients, I'm keeping them a month ahead. <coughs> Ain't nothing going to sneak up on my clients. They're not going to miss a Venus return. Of course, they're not going to miss a solar return. They're not going to miss you know, the the these the vital information that comes along with it at the same time. I had one client. She didn't know the significance of a solar return. And so once I told her that, then she was in a position to max. Um, you guys give me one quick second one more time, okay? Thank you. Be right back. Thank you, guys, for holding. Um, <clears throat> so... Here she is now in a position to energetically max out on everything that it means to have a solar return. Who needs a birthday when you get a solar return and you get this wonderful and divine opportunity to set your year up energetically just the way you want to? Same thing with a Venus return. It's a beautiful thing. Trust me, take it from me. This is the first year that I was able to really max out personally. I I didn't realize that it carried such weight and significance like a solar return, and I set it up all the Venusian themes that I could. I maxed out personal appearance, you know, (coughs) love, money, romance. (coughs) Sorry, you guys. I am just wanting to broadcast (laughs) and get you all this information, so I, I had a feeling I may have to take some breaks for water Or to blow my nose But I'm here for y'all, okay? Love y'all so much Please feel free to return the Astro Love At the first link in the episode information for for Astro Love gifts I don't want to liken this to church But, you know, it's, it, it's definitely not tithes But just like a love offering, you know <clears throat> There's been some people I've come across that I've done readings for, and I didn't charge them anything, but they felt compelled um, to put something in my hands to to make that energy exchange. It's a spiritual thing. I don't need your money, clearly. But energetically, uh, and it doesn't have to even be in the form of you clicking on that link. If you share the link to the show, if you, you, that's love. You see what I'm saying? If you go to Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, like the page and share it with your friends, that's love. So this last week and this week, this is definitely not a ploy for money. Um, although that <clears throat> any significant uh, astro love gift contributions are going to go. So y'all, I got some stuff lined up that just when the resources come in for me to obtain it. Even more services than I'm providing right now Even faster getting this stuff to you Yeah, technology is amazing And I've got my eye on the prize for y'all, okay Because I want y'all to have all the best um. <coughs> Libra, okay <coughs> moving it to Libra And then Mercury sextiling Saturn We discussed that last week Check it out. The void moon, then Mercury sextiling Uranus after it sextiles Saturn. We did go through that. And then we stopped on the uh, moon entering Scorpio here at the end of the week, okay? Uh, 5.26 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, (laughs) The moon would have been void. Whoa, y'all. This is the last void moon this week. Starting at 5:18 a.m. Central Standard Time on Friday, rising, it's a moon opposition Uranus that throws the moon into void status for 24 hours. Okay, all Friday the moon is void. Don't start a new. Don't meet. Don't have a first date. Don't do an interview. Don't uh, <laughs> uh, don't start a new project. <clears throat> don't make any significant purchases Friday. I know that's payday. But do what you normally would do on a Friday. If you normally get your hair and nails done, fine. But if you're trying to go furniture shopping for your house on this Friday, this Friday, I would think again. Friday's already a Venus day, <clears throat> and so any, especially anything beauty, love, and money related, you want to keep the void moon. Um, Uh, protocols in mind, okay? So, yes, the Mercury sextile Uranus is happening in a void moon. And so, uh, there at 526 a.m. on Saturday, that is when the moon finally enters Scorpio, okay? So, all Saturday, the moon's going to be in Scorpio. We're We're going to be emotionally satisfied to go deep. It's a really secretive, mysterious, sultry. It's the higher octave Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Pluto is the higher octave of Mars. And so Mars is already the drive, the passion, the aggression, the sex. Scorpio is even more so, okay? So it's sultry, it's mysterious. It favors these deep, intense Excavations of the soul and imagination—it's a fixed sign, um, so it, it motivates us to stick with the going deep um, and long enough to be creative. Um, <clears throat> it makes us more psychic. I heard a broadcast yesterday by some. Yeah, it sounded like some young African women going in on astrology. It was amazing. <laughs> So um, one of the ladies on there was saying that Pluto. It was. So, it was. I knew it about Pluto, but it was the way she put it. I hadn't heard it that way before. But she was saying that Pluto, which rules Scorpio, the Moon is going into Scorpio Saturday, rising, going to be there all day. <coughs> that Pluto is magnetic. It's so powerfully magnetic. Pluto is the planet of power. The planet of transformation the planet of death and rebirth. You want to take something and totally remake it into something new to where it's unrecognizable, like a caterpillar changing into a butterfly? <clears throat> That's Scorpio. That's the depth. That's the transformative depth that Scorpio is very, when the moon is there, we're very emotionally satisfied to go deep, okay? So it makes our radar stronger. We're, we're more, a little more psychic, Okay. Um, giving us the the eyes to see what's really going on, and we know that there's more than meets the eye to what is going on. Uh, We have more of an awareness, a heightened awareness of that during this time. Uh, So we want to know all that motivates us and the people that we're engaging with when the moon's in Scorpio. Um, Like I said, Mars is already the sixth, so when you're dealing with Pluto Scorpio, it's you know, even more intensely <clears throat> relating to sex and sexuality. Y'all, excuse me, I know this probably sounds so bad, but I feel like the information is important enough that if y'all can excuse me through the water breaks and the clearing in my throat, then we're going to keep on rolling. <laughs> um, we don't really want to do any small talk when the moon's in Scorpio. If you are hanging out over the weekend, um, I don't know if you are I would suggest hanging out with people you already have a camaraderie with But if you're hanging out with somebody new One or the both of you is probably going to want to go really deep Deep conversations um, Solving a psychological issue Unraveling a dilemma No small talk Not going to be any small talk going on At least we won't be emotionally satisfied by it We'll want more We'll want deeper um, so much so, we'll want to get to the root cause of any suffering. Pluto Scorpio is a really good healing energy, okay? Because we can get to the root. We're going deep enough to get to the core. <coughs> um, and and we're really not afraid. Scorpio's so deep. It's like you're not afraid to go deep. It's like a fearless um, kind of energy because we're willing to go into this dangerous psychic territory um but we're so willing to do it because we know that that's the only way we can fully heal is to go get right to the core okay um we may have a we may find ourselves with a little fascination with the darker side of life and the darker side of ourselves our shadow selves and um Anything, you know, like a door marked enter at your own risk, we would totally be willing to walk through it with the moon in Scorpio. Yeah, we have access because we're willing to go deep. We have access to some really intense power internally, okay? Just like with Mars, when I would caution anybody, I'm advising don't play with Mars. When Mars shows up with the aggression and the passion and the (coughs) sex, (laughs) It, it needs an outlet or it's going to, it could get ugly, right? So when you're dealing with Mars's higher octave, Pluto even more so because Pluto want to change everything. Pluto want to uproot you from the root, you know? And so um, it's a powerful energy to uh, allow that power to be a seed, okay? A seed for whatever the new is the power that comes along that chain, that begins to make these transformations to a caterpillar on its way to becoming a butterfly, that's Scorpio. Um, and While the moon is in Scorpio, powerful moves we can make is um, sexual healing. I mean, I just told you all that. So that's something that would be on the menu over the week this coming weekend, right? Uh, <clears throat> Scorpio, it, it it really resonates probably because it's, it, it's a water sign like Pisces, but it really resonates um, with the letting go and shedding of a thing, purging as well. Um, it's related to the eighth house, and and that's a very uh, significant theme of the eighth house. Scorpio and Pluto is to detox. It'd be a good time this weekend if you wanted to get a detox and eat like a colonic hydrotherapy treatment. <coughs> if you want to any like recycling activity is gonna be good uh we speaking of going deep, if you wanna pull up some weeds in your garden or something uh get a deep tissue massage is a good that's a, something deep um, <coughs> uh if you have it's it's real Scorpio can be secretive. Uh, I was talking about it with a client this week uh, because they were experiencing this very energy on the end of the obsession and the um, suspicion. Scorpio is the area that rules these types of keywords, including secrets. So this weekend, you could find, we one of us could find out about a secret. We could tell a secret. Somebody could tell us a secret. We could keep it. These are all, once again, Moon and Scorpio theme um, And it's a deep uh, We have access to deep honesty as well So we could uh, Be emotionally honest with somebody Alright that wraps up Last week you guys um, I'm jumping into the week ahead I do believe I saw a hand up So let me check in on the phone lines With caller from the seven seven three five six three. Peace, you're on the air with Mama Dada. Hello. Yes, peace. Hi.
0: Hi. Oh, hold on for one second. Um. Oh my goodness, I I have you on the computer and it's talking to me. I have to turn it down. Um. Okay, take your time. Okay. Yeah, I've done it. How are you?
2: I'm wonderful, thank you. Who am I talking with?
0: Oh, my name is Shair. Shy air. Yes, uh, shy, like bashful.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And then, yes, and then air, like air you breathe, shy air.
2: Yep, yep, very beautiful. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, What would you like to add to the show, or do you have a question?
0: Oh, yes, well, um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you for what you're doing. Um, Uh I know that it can be very difficult, very challenging, uh, particularly to... um, to do this type of thing consistently, and um, it's 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 very much needed and very much appreciated, so thank you very much.
2: Thank you. You're welcome.
0: And I, okay. and I did have a question. I'm sorry. Okay.
2: No, oh, go I ahead. Was just going to,
0: I, guess, I was just going to say Um, I did want to ask you something about my chart, but um, at the same time, um, i was I was sort of kind of reluctant, and I want to know what do you think about this, what I'm about to say um okay when 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 you have someone reading your chart, um mm-hmm. I've listened to a number of- t- hello I'm sorry,
2: I'm still here go ahead
0: oh oh, I thought you said something um when you have people doing this, I think one of the one of the concerns that I have is um whether the person whether the person who is doing it um what their philosophy is in terms of of how they do what they do because in other words um uh, someone can someone can see something in your chart and read it in one way and then another mm-hmm. astrologer can mm-hmm. read it differently you understand what i mean
2: absolutely
0: someone can say uh-huh. oh well i see I see. This means you're going to you'll have a a, a serious illness, and they can uh-huh. tell you something very fatal, very fatalistic. <laughs> yes, yes,
2: indeed, absolutely. So you're wondering how I feel about um, different astrologers' philosophy, and in and that, and the impact of that on how they would read your chart. Right. Well,
0: and, and uh, forgive me. Uh, well, I want to say. For, for, for giving this up to listeners, I know that there's a lot of people who are um new to astrology, and there mm-hmm. are individuals who may not understand what I mean by what i'm saying and i and i and I won't mm-hmm. be long I'll be brief I guess what i'm I'm simply getting at is let's say someone thinks an individual calls you and he or she says well i'm I'm hoping to have children someday yeah. and then the okay. astrologer looks at the chart and they look at the fifth the fifth house, uh, okay. uh, uh, and they say, well, in the fifth house of Leo, we don't see that you, there's any children in there, so you will never have children. You see what I oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, that's so horrible. Like,
2: that is just outside. insane. That's insane and horrible. Um, I have had my fair share of encounters with different astrologers, and my clients tell me, Stories, Some horror stories Of some similar things Of what you're um, speaking of right now So I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Yes I feel that The personal philosophy of an Astrologer is significant Simply because It does color The lens that They see a chart through I think yes. my particular brand of astrology is appealing <clears throat> because I am giving off a lot of Sagittarius energy just naturally. So naturally I can see the upside upside in practically anything. I don't care if you have the worst chart in the world, so to speak. I, we're going to pull out these strengths that you have. We're going to pull out what is working in your favor, and we're gonna get, and I'm gonna get you some tips, tricks, and tools to use on the stuff that would challenge you. Okay, just based on what you naturally, natally have going on in your birth chart and energetically in your very expression. <coughs> um, mm. as it oh, relates yeah. to, as it relates to any like doomsday type, I've heard it. I've heard plenty of them, so I know what you're talking about. And I think that it is extremely influenced and colored by <clears throat> that person's uh, particular uh, energy that they're bringing with them. Every <laughs> You might be fooling with an astrologer who has a lot of Capricorn in their chart, but guess what? They're going to work hard for for you. You're going to get your report. They're never going to miss a consultation with you. But they have, they're, depending on if it's their Mercury that's there, that means their mind is colored with this Capricorn energy. If their sun's there, they're, they're expressing themselves in this way that could tend towards pessimism, overly serious and, you know, kind of negative. So, yes, to answer your question as simply as I can, yes. Um, the personal philosophy, the energy, uh, I do synastry and composite charts. And I I read those for, for uh, clients. I want to say people and clients at the same time. Um, and I think that's significant. Uh, it's interesting to for me to look at the charts of my clients. I'm not actually overlaying my chart with their chart, but of course I can pick out from their chart things that are similar and, and where my chart would fall in their chart. And sometimes the sinistry just ain't right <clears throat> for somebody to be mm-hmm. Your astrologer, oh, right. the, the energy is not right for somebody to be your doctor or your attorney or anybody that you would consult with. Look at the state of their seventh house and your seventh house and, and how you naturally deal in one-to-one uh, consultation-type scenarios anyway. Uh, and, yes, if, if some if an astrologer is giving you this, like, doom, gloom, you're not going to ever have any children and you're going to die at this age <coughs> If you truly legitimately right. had health concerns, I have met them. I would consult an astrolog- a medical astrologer specifically um, if you truly had some concerns over what some random astrologer may have told you. If you truly had concerns as far as children and things like that, I would actually take it out of the realm of astrology and do some really mundane and practical things like seeing a, a fertility specialist. So, yeah, It in this, uh, during this time even, you'll hear when I uh, talk about the Sun-Neptune conjunction we're starting the week off with, be very careful. Uh, Neptune, Pisces, 12th house is the area that rules delusion. It's the area that rules illusion. It's the area that rules deception. Uh, so with those boundaries being dissolved, the lines being blurred, Uh, You, like I told my client this week that was dealing with the Pisces Neptune 12th house issues, do something real mundane and practical like write a checklist just to make sure you're not tripping. Once you can check Mm, everything off that list and you're satisfied, then you can kind of relax. You know, well, I did check this and I did check this and I did check this. So on paper, I did my due diligence to make sure I'm not being dece- de- deceived, to make sure I'm not walking through it with, with life with some false illusion. And then you can kind of relax more into Pisces season and these energies that's coming into Pisces here in the coming weeks with a, a, a little more confidence. Okay, so <clears throat> that's going to oh, continue yeah. to be a theme, the potential for deception and illusion and false prophets and everything. Um, so, oh, yeah. Do your part and and be diligent about that, and then just leave let the rest go because it's just you can't really avoid it right. to do your part to make sure that you're on track and you're not just walking around life like okay somebody told me this so that's what it's gonna be
0: right well I'm glad to uh, I'm glad to hear that um, that was my only concern I I noticed okay. that many people will call you up and say there will be people who will say, Tell me what's going to happen
1: <laughs> and um
0: and and I'm well, because i 'cause I'm I'm studying astrology but I'm not proficient in a way where I can actually read it fluently. Uh-huh. Like a person just learning how to read. Um All right. But when I talk when I talk to other individuals about it, the first thing that they would say to me is, Oh, so you can't tell me what's going to happen, can you? And I said, Well, it's not so much about telling you exactly what's going to happen, but telling you about the possibilities, about what yeah. the weather is like. Because it, exactly. I can tell you, oh, I can tell you Wednesday it's going to rain a lot, but I can't tell you whether you're going to get soaking wet or not. I don't know whether yeah. I don't know what you're going to do with the information that it's going to rain a lot. Are you going to go and stand right out in the rain or what? So you see what I mean? So yeah. yeah it, but anyway, I, I I want to let you go, but I did want to say that. Um my birthday is February the second Aquarium. Okay. Um Groundhog day. And um oh, and I was happy born, birthday. Born, mm, yes. <laughs> and I was born <laughs> on a Wednesday. Oh, look at you. I, I, too. Yes. I was I was thinking and and maybe if we can talk later you can let me know. I was wondering, um I'm I'm consistently thinking that it is significant the fact that um I, I look at my birth time, and it happens to mm-hmm. be that the sun is in the third house, um, okay. Gemini. And that, oh, oh, well, the, uh-huh. sun, the sun is in the third house, Gemini, and uh-huh. and, and I'm born on a Wednesday, ruled by yes. Mercury. And, <laughs> yes. and also, too, the sun, excuse me, the moon was in Gemini. My moon is in Gemini. My sun is in Aquarius.
2: Aquarius so there's so right. much
0: Gemini in there.
2: Yeah, and Uh-oh. then air also because you've got access to that Aquarius energy by way of your son. So, yeah, when you said you were born on a Wednesday, the first thing that came to my mind was, whoa, you came here with a message for somebody. So, yeah, because that's that Mercury, that's that energy of having a message. So, I'm definitely looking forward to speaking with you. I've recorded your name, your number, and your birthday. Lucky you being an Aquarius. Um and uh, I I definitely want to follow up with you, Shire. Is that okay?
0: Oh, yes. I appreciate it very much. Thank you.
2: I appreciate you. Make sure you keep listening, especially when I get to the horoscopes for these different um transits that are coming. Obviously, you want to listen out for your sun sign, Aquarius. You want to listen out for your moon sign, Gemini. And do you happen to know your rising or ascendant sign?
0: Um, there's some discrepancy. Um, for the longest time, I thought it was um, Sagittarius. Really? But it turns out really? that it's most, more than likely that it is um, Scorpio, that my rising sign is Scorpio. Do
2: you not know your exact time of birth?
0: Oh yes, I do. But um and I don't know if you want I don't mind telling it but if you want me to tell it on air or wait later. But
2: I'm just wondering why there would be a discrepancy if you know your exact time of birth.
0: Hmm, that is a curious thing because, <laughs> because um there are people there are others who have done the chart and have suggested to me that when you do different houses and such that it will land in different places there's also, and this may seem strange, there is also a discrepancy as to where your um, ascendant sign should be. There are books that tell you where your ascendant sign is in the first house. But then there are other things mm-hmm. that suggest, though, your ascendant sign is actually in the 12th house. So okay. it's,
1: it's,
0: it's
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is the delineation. It is the, you're anyone's ascendant is the delineation marker that separates the 12th house from the first house, but we don't look at it in terms of that. We look at these lines, be it a Placidus house house system or a equal house system, that line of delineation marks the beginning of a house. So that ascendant is representative in any astrological information I've ever had access to denotes that that the ascendant starts off the first house so I'm not quite sure where the other information is coming from I can't judge it or crap on it because I just don't know where it's coming from maybe I know that there's the 13 signs astrology where you throw in a fucus and I know there's a lot of other things that people dig into um, but in mainstream just regular general even Vedic I would say that they they use the ascendant to mark the beginning of the first house. So uh, we definitely can dig into it a lot more when we get on the line together. Um, <clears throat> if you're interested, I'll go ahead and put you back on hold so you can keep listening. Thank you so much for calling, Shire. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Peace.
0: All right. Bye.
2: You're welcome. Bye. Wow, cool. Yeah, you hear all kind of stuff, consulting with people about what other astrologers have told them. I just think it's interesting. I personally feel a, a responsibility significantly to give you – I've corrected myself on the air before and said uh, – because y'all know I listen to my own show every week. <laughs> and I heard it was one time I heard myself say something. I believe it should have been – oh, it was 12-something uh, a.m., but I said p.m. And when I was listening back to the show, I'm like, how the heck can it be PM? That ain't right. And then I came on the air the next week and corrected myself for you guys. So I think it's vitally important to be accurate. That's the blissing and the beauty of astrology. You can pinpoint everything with precision, with mathematical and scientific precision. So, no, I don't know how something is going to play out, like Shire was saying. No, you don't know the details. I can't tell you exactly it's going to happen in this way and you're going to be feeling like this. No, I can't tell you about your internal. I can tell you about your internal nature and makeup, but I don't know the intricacies of the details that are going on inside of a particular person because of many, many factors. But, yes, we can paint a very, depending on the astrologer, we can paint a very vivid, colorful, full of details, just not the exact uh, procession of events. Well, this is going to happen first, and this is going to happen. But yes, we can paint a very vivid picture uh, and give you much details, much details to fill in the picture, what to expect on any given day and time, period. Okay? Let me roll into this. Uh, I think we only have, yeah, we're pretty much at the hour mark, so let me roll on because I don't want to get behind like I was before where we're doing next week's show still covering this week's information. Sun and Pisces conjuncting Neptune. Sun and Neptune are getting married, so to speak, whenever I do a new moon (coughs) and talk about how the sun is conjunct the moon. I call it, they're they're married, they're together in the sky As opposed to a full moon when they're opposing each other And they're in opposite spaces in the sky The sun and Neptune are getting married in the sky Sunday, February 28th at 9.47 a.m. Central Standard Time So we start the week off with this <laughs> increased sensitivity This is what the sun... <laughs> The luminary, the sun. You can look up in your nearest sky right now and see the brilliance and the power of the sun. Okay, and then you think about Neptune. It's one of these outer lying planets. It's, I can't say it's the biggest. I know that Jupiter's up there when it's when you're talking about what's actually the biggest planet, but it's the outer uh, transiting planet. And it carries big, significant energetic weight. So the sun and Neptune joining up in Pisces, Neptune's home,
0: uh,
2: definitely will serve to increase uh, or put emphasis on Piscean themes for all of us coming up here. If you haven't got your official introduction into the Pisces season coming up here on Sunday Rising, you will. <laughs> Increases in our sensitivity, in our intuition, and our empathy. Um, we are, we will be, and and y'all have to think about the days leading up to this Saturday, right before Sunday, when the alignment is exact. Even Friday, um, uh, Friday is ruled by the planet Venus, and Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. So we, some of us, depending on your particular sensitivity to Venusian and Neptunian energies, may even be feeling it as early as Friday, or sensing these and, and experiencing these themes of being more affected by the thoughts and feelings of others in our envi- environment. I told you we're gonna be extra sensitive, extra intuitive, extra empathetic. <coughs> um, uh, now how this energy plays out for you is going to depend directly on the people and the conditions that you find yourself around, okay? It does matter who you are sharing energy and space with when the astrological and energetic climate is such that we're more sensitive and more intuitive and more empathetic. So it would absolutely be better to be alone okay during this sensitive time rather than share the company of negative types who would drain your energy <clears throat> and leave you feeling depressed, scared or ill okay I'm gleaning a lot of these insights from the astrology king by the way um, we will Tend to be more caring And compassionate and, and, and the extra sensitivity Could play itself out that way Okay um, Although kindness Could be seen As weakness In the eyes of sales Look this is not the weekend Coming up here With the sun Neptune alignment being exact on Sunday This is not the weekend To Take more money with you to the store Than you can afford to Part with, okay Because If you're We're all going to be more susceptible, right But then if you have these Tendencies anyway You're going to look like Straight up bullseye, target on your Back by Certain sales Loan sharks Drug dealers, psychic Vampires, okay um, People that who would who, who There are people If you have not met them yet I am a living witness <laughs> There are people that need Your energy to survive That's why they call them vampires Psychic vampires, energetic vampires They can't thrive without you Ply of energy And that's going to be Real prevalent <laughs> around this time Okay So don't say Mama Dada didn't warn you We all Will have an increased interest In the spiritual world Okay That's going to be stimulated within us But that is what I was talking about That same thing could Make one Who may already have Susceptibilities toward this Wide open for false Prophets and conspiracy theories Okay Now, y'all know I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. I'm going to give you the tip you need to get through this weekend as unscathed as possible. And what I'm here to tell you is that setting boundaries, yes, I know. I said setting boundaries in the climate of Sun and Pisces where boundaries are being dissolved. But just like I told my client and just like I uh, mentioned with Shire, there is no room for logic in the Sun and Pisces. There is no room for logic when the sun meets up with Neptune in Pisces. But if it is bothering you, if you have concerns like my client did, this is how. These are some practical, mundane, logical ways that, for all intents and purposes, have no place in Pisces. Now, granted, what I'm telling you is that because this is Pisces territory, Neptunian energy, 12th house energy and And you cannot pin anything down that li- you could still get got with your list, but you will have done what you need to do mentally and energetically to to give yourself a peace of mind that you can rest and relax in, okay. If you need to set the boundaries that include not being around these drapes, some of these people, you already know they're going to drain. You know because every time you come around them, you leave looking like, who done it and why? Why did I go around this person? Don't, don't do it to yourself this weekend, mama's babies, okay? Protect your energy, protect your space, protect your spirit, <clears throat> boundaries. And doing so will allow you, like I said, once you do your list, you can relax. Setting these boundaries will allow you to enjoy a sense of togetherness more so with loved ones versus uh, the vampiric type of relating that could go on under this uh, influence, Okay. <clears throat> Another positive manifestation and way you can utilize this energy to your advantage is to utilize the whole Neptunian vibe of uh, selflessness. Now, Virgo, the very opposite of Pisces, is that service, that daily service and work that we do, but it tends more towards actually being compensated for that work. That's why Sixth House pretty much rules the employers where you would go for a job, right? Well, in... Pisces, directly opposite Virgo, 12th house energy, that is more things you do if nobody even paid you. If you wasn't getting a check for it, you would still selflessly serve in these ways, okay? And so during a time like this with Sun joining up with Neptune and Pisces, if you feel any inclination towards joining or learning more about environmental charitable, social, community work or groups, joining a group or learning more about the work, you're you're in the vein. You're on the right track, right? Um, anything spiritual, any subjects that are spiritual or occult subjects, 12th house is a really hidden house, so any occult subjects would be held, uh, contained in this area of space. Um, even astrology, there's a there's a math and a science element to it, which I love, <laughs> but there's a spiritual element to it, which I love as well. It it, it really um, satisfies a very spiritual need as well, <clears throat> not religious, spiritual. And uh, under the influence of a sun conjunct Neptune and Pisces, you definitely can understand spiritual subjects, occult subjects, better um, because of the high awareness that we have access to. Um, On a really mundane level, this weekend would be great to go catch a movie. Film industry is ruled by Neptune, Pisces, 12th house, right? Um, Escaping from reality, Uh, there's a caveat here. Uh, Escaping from reality through, like, reading, you know, some, like, fantasy novel or, like I said, seeing a movie is great. Escaping from reality I want y'all to watch this Because I've seen it already I want y'all to watch Escaping from reality By way of <clears throat> Drugs I want y'all to watch Escaping from reality by way of Alcohol especially The intoxicants That's what I want y'all to really watch out for Any intoxicants Um Because if you're not utilizing this energy on a high level, even if it's really mundane, like going to the movies, that's way better than getting sloppy pissy drunk <laughs> and manifesting the energy that way. Um, get with your nearest loving astrologer if you, uh, you may have personal susceptibilities to this type of energy, okay? Uh, <clears throat> this transit is going to sublimate your ego, meaning you'll find when you have Neptune transit to your own charts that it it has, like, Venus softens. Well, Neptune is the higher octave of Venus, so Neptune really dissolves, let alone soften. Um, It really dissolves your ego. Because we have access to this energy that allows us to be more selfless and doing things where we don't even get paid, Um, the ego's gone because that's not egoistic at all. Ego wants that compensation, run me my month okay? Um so to take advantage of this transit and the very sublimation of our egos, the dis uh, the of it, um, we can still improve our self esteem with the use of Neptunian things like mirrors and cameras. You may be <laughs> do you know, feel quite satisfied this weekend to Film yourself on your camera phone And post it, you know, or not Because it's 12th house So you could totally keep it to yourself Um, Or you could just use your Heightened imagination That we all will have access to To work out the best and highest way To utilize this energy, okay Some celebrities that were born With the sun and Neptune Conjunct in their chart Although not necessarily in Pisces (laughs) Lisa Bonet The um, actress from A Different World She actually had has Sun Neptune conjunct In her natal chart in the 5th house Of acting so that's awesome Jamal Mashburn also has The Sun Neptune conjunction in his 5th house but 5th house is Not only acting And gambling and romance And dating but 5th house is also Sports so Jamal Mashburn House in conjunction Nick Van Exel, another sports legend um, Has the conjunction crossing in between two houses I hadn't even seen this in another person's chart other than mine How you can have a conjunction Two planets or points Within a 10 degree orb of each other Depending on the astrologer Depends on the orb they'll use Some you know, keep it down to five, but reasonably within a ten degree orb um, that they're together. That makes them conjunct. And Nick Van Exel had the sun has the sun in his eleven and Neptune in his tenth, so they're conjunct just in different houses or areas of space, which opens up uh, additional possibilities for the energy of the conjunction to play out. Okay, now for my babies, I've got horoscopes. <coughs> So y'all can max this stuff out, right? For my Pisces, Deacon 1, um, and this is mostly going to be affecting Deacon 1, but I want everybody to listen, even if it's not your Deacon, because um, first of all, this conjunction is happening at nine degrees. The first Deacon is, there's no zero degrees, but that first degree into the ninth, ninth degree, that's Deacon 1. And this is happening at the ninth degree, at the very end, which is that close to Deacon 2. So just listen up, and I'm sure you can glean something from it. Pisces, Deacon 1, those born February 19th to 28th, you've got the conjunction in your sign, okay? Your intuition is going to be popping, um, spiritual insights coming through, like, woe through meditation and dreams right now. This is familiar and natural territory for you. So all I will say to my Pisces, especially Deacon 1, you're the one, you're you're in those people that need to set those boundaries and and who can benefit from the environmental, charitable, social, or community working groups because if you're using this energy, once again, to the highest way that you can, possibly can, you don't have to worry about, the energy vampires and the you know, the the sharks <laughs> and the, you know, p- people that would attempt to get over on you because you're already accessing that energy in the highest way. Two you can't two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. So if you're hitting high, can't no low fuck with you. Okay? So remember to hit high, Pisces Deacon One. Uh, Gemini, Deacon 1, those born May 21st to 31st. Y'all are dealing with the square. This energy is squaring you. Also Sagittarius, Gemini and Sag are two ends, opposite ends of the same pole. <clears throat> For my Geminis, Deacon 1, this this square could it could prove quite stressful, okay? Uh, so you're the one, definitely, my Geminis and my Sagittarius is it would be better to be alone this weekend rather than be around some people who are going to leave you looking crazy, scared, ill, depressed, drained, okay? Um, you could be easily picked out to be picked on by people who see your kindness as weakness, Gemini and Sag, Okay. Uh, For my Virgo Deacon 1, and that Sag Deacon 1 was uh, those born November 22nd to December 1st, Virgo Deacon 1, those born August 23rd to September 2nd, y'all are dealing with the opposition. Sun and moon lined up right across from you in the perfect tug of war (laughs) or the perfect balance, okay, depending on how you want to play this. Okay, Virgo Deacon One. Um, this energy can be felt as soon as tomorrow, the 25th, and all the way through the 29th. It's exact on the 28th, so um, a few days before and a day after. Virgos, your, are uh, you know, it, all the same things really, except just more of an emphasis on the other, okay, since it's going through your seventh house of open enemies, okay, (laughs) of um, people you partner up with in in whatever way, business, romantic, um, that would be a specific area. I could tell you if if, if there's going to be any conflicting energies, it would likely be coming through somebody else. So you, more than anybody, may end up, you know, flying solo this weekend, if you can' if you can't fool with some Neptune neptunian type people get your, get if you gonna fool with some people virgos get get around some creative types some artistic types those hitting high on that neptunian energy already just off top creative artistic um <clears throat> uh spiritual people yeah do that instead of the draining energy vampires who want to deceive you okay Cancer deacon ones, those born June twenty first to July first, woohoo! You and Scorpio are dealing with the trine. You're a water sign, just like Pisces, so there's this really easy flow of energy to. Uh, I don't know what you're listening out for to your sun sign, to your ascendant, to your moon. If you're a woman, for sure. Um, <clears throat> the full moon put the focus This Virgo full moon we just had, dear Cancer. Uh, Deacon Ones, put a real focus, and most, I would venture to say that all full and new moons do. They inherently have a relationship theme, uh, intimate relationship theme to it. But due to this particular full moon uh, for my Cancer Deacon Ones, it's going to be an excellent time. I told y'all y'all got the trine Cancer and Scorpio to, to this Pisces energy. So, yeah, it's an excellent time for romance Cancers, Okay. Whatever your dreams are, you will have the motivation to make them come true. Scorpio is not missing y'all. Y'all got the trying as well. Deacon 1 Scorpio is born October 23rd to November 1st. <clears throat> your increased sensitivity specifically or psychic ability is likely to make you feel a little anxious, Scorpio, okay? It's a really easy flow of energy, so that doesn't... <clears throat> that's not always easier to deal with, a trine. Trines are awesome. They sound great. Most of the time they are great. But uh, it's also the easiest way for energy to get to you. Um, So you could have, you could feel yourself, find yourself anxious or confused um, due to Scorpio, Deacon 1 specifically, you're having a challenging Mercury transit around the same time. So that, that brings in the mental element of anxiousness or confusion, potentially. But just trust in yourself, okay, Scorpio Deacon Ones, because your initial you're you're freaking Scorpio. You're Pluto rules, you go deep, you're intuitive, you're watery. Your initial and strongest impressions will be the most accurate one. Trust yourself, okay, dear Scorpio. You got y'all got the juice. Don't worry. Okay, Capricorn Deacon 1, those born December 22nd to 31st. <clears throat> um, for y'all, this is going to be a positive experience because of the sextile aspect, a little lesser than the trine, but still very harmonious aspect to your Deacon, okay, Capricorn, Deacon 1. You may benefit from the whole, you know, joining in uh, to these different groups, um, do, doing charitable service work um, where you're not expecting anything in return, community work, and you you definitely, my Capricorn Deacon ones, uh, could find yourself better able to understand spiritual and occult subjects at this time as well. Um, Taurus Deacon ones, those born between April 20th and 30th, Neptune is actually sextiling your deacon for the year, okay, Taurus. Um, so this definitely makes it a positive experience for you should, um, bringing your hopes and dreams that much closer. For my Aries, Aquarius, Leo, and Libras, didn't forget about y'all, but this particular transit is not making significant impact (coughs) to those signs in a general sense. You may have a particular personal chart uh, your natal chart that's being impacted And if you're an Aries, Aquarius, Leo, or Libra That hasn't been dealing with this Pisces energy very well Please, please, please hit me up The link's in the episode um, description To email me directly And I can help you out I can take a look at it for you And see where you can get in Where you fit in Because this Piscean is going to be around for a while So you might want to get a handle on it Nah, okay? Okay um, Monday after this beautiful alignment, and the energy should still be going on then, although the moon does go void. Monday uh, afternoon, <clears throat> one fifty-five p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon conjuncts Mars, throws the moon into void status, only for four hours, though, okay? <clears throat> it is in the middle of the day, so if you have something going on, your time But between 1.55 p.m. Central Standard Time to 5.56, pretty much 2 to 6, uh, just make sure it's not hitting on those void, of course, themes of not being something brand new, um, not being with people you've never been with during that time, and more reviewing, refining, and editing going on, getting rid of excess, making to-do lists, finding things you may have lost. It's a good time to do that. Okay, so just before 6 p.m. on Monday evening, the moon enters Sagittarius. <laughs> By this point, the moon will have been in this deep, intense, mysterious, secretive, transformative um, Scorpio waters. And then here, <clears throat> Monday evening, it rolls into the sign of the archer. Okay, so we're going to go from going deep. To being all intense, to being really emotionally satisfied, to uh, in in finding humor in a thing, um, Sagittarius is definitely ruling that. It rules the adventure. Um, it rules kind of outdoors. Okay, these are things that are going to emotionally satisfy us as of Monday evening. Uh, <clears throat> it wants to roam. Sag wants to move around about the country, like literally. And we're 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 uh, we, we're we're willing to risk some things for the sake of adventure. We're, we're real. We are willing to risk some things for the sake of fun, for the sake of humor, for the sake of even sports, uh, outdoor uh, exercise activities like <coughs> riding your bike, taking a walk, <coughs> riding horses, saddles, horses, right? There's this instinctual need to move around. And if we're not moving around, we get restless and we get bogged down in the mundane, which the archer ain't feeling, okay? Uh, Truth really freely uh, in Sagittarius. Know any (laughs) Sagittarius? We are definitely warriors for truth. Uh, Yeah, a a well. Well-loved Sagittarius in my life actually said here recently that, you know, the the truth always wins out and that uh, it was another instance that she said something about the truth, but it was spoken like a true Sag and it resonated with me. That's probably why I didn't lock it in because I already know (laughs) this. But uh, one thing about it and us (laughs) is that sometimes, we get the foot-and-mouth syndrome, and the truth comes out with such blunt force that most people don't be real ready for it. So that's a, something you may perceive in your experience while the moon is in Sagittarius. So it is a great time because of that if you need to tell it like it is to somebody and let them know the uh, how, it, how it is and how it's going to be. It's a great energy for that. Sometimes you need that um, kind of uh, uh, environment like the moon being in Sagittarius to say some truth that you've been needing to say. That's the perfect time to do it. Um, It's real enthusiastic, you know, pretty excitable. Um, Yeah, it's just a really good climate to be honest under and keep things really light and fun. If you are going to tell somebody something, that they may not quite want to hear, it's it's a pretty good environment to do it under because of the lightness and fun. Um, and it's pretty curious energy, too. So you just might go on a little exploration during this time. Um, the big picture really comes into view. It's not like Virgo where it's all scrutinizing every little detail, which we've had uh the past couple of days with the moon being in virgo and the virgo full moon to see that the devil has been in the details the whole time you know <clears throat> and just the weight of importance on that while the moon's in inside we won't be on any of that we want to see the big picture um we want to see how these little elements kind of create this bigger element of a creative project or just our vantage point um we want to cover a lot of ground, like I said, move about the country, not necessarily physically. It can be figuratively instead of literally, or it can be intellectually if it's not physical as well. Um, it's it's an inspirational energy, and, and we it's just a real feel-good energy. It should feel really good after Monday evening. Tuesday evening, March the 1st, 5, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, we have the last quarter moon. Now, I've been hitting on these quarter moons for you guys, and I know the significance of them. I've been living the significance of them. And like a new moon and a full moon, of course, I would say don't sleep. Don't sleep on the last quarter moon like it ain't nothing because you'll you'll live through it. See, last quarter moons and first quarter moons are these square aspects New moon is when the sun and the moon are married in the sky. First quarter moon is when it makes that first 90 degrees and squares off. Full moon is that next 90 degrees that makes it 180 and it's directly across from. And then that last quarter moon, which is what we're talking about here, um, the first major moon phase since the Virgo full moon we just had, coming up here in the week ahead on Tuesday. And it's on Tuesday, a day ruled by Mars, okay? So I want you all to hear me clearly when I go in on this last quarter moon real quick. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's the planting cycle. It's, it, when you re- relate it to planting cycles, you know how the farmers, if you look in the farmer's almanac, you'll find same kind of information we're talking about here on an astrology show. Yes, they go by phases of the moon to even plant and yield their crops. <clears throat> in a planting cycle, the last quarter moon phase is represents the beginning of the end, the very thing I was telling you about Pisces season. Same energy, same energy, same energy. I was talking about the full moon, the releasing. Well, this is still in that full moon phase when this last quarter moon hits, that last 90 degrees is still w- waning. The, the light of the moon is still waning. So it's it's this sense of the beginning of the end. <coughs> it's when the plant is harvested and the parts remaining start to wither and die back in the ground, kind of getting ready for the new moon, solar eclipse on March 8th that's coming up. And what is left of the fruit also begins to prepare its seeds for planting during a last quarter moon phase. <coughs> We're tearing down. It's a tearing down of the old structure to prepare the way for the new ones, right? Whatever was going to come of this new moon in Aquarius on the short term. On the long term, you've got six months. On the short term, (coughs) the day Beyonce, you know, (laughs) did to her infamous Super Bowl performance, the day of the new moon in Aquarius, um Whatever was gonna come of that on the short term, you would have pretty much seen the manifestation of it here around the full moon, right? Because the full moon is the is the manifestation time. It is the time that the light of that full moon is shining on what you did, intended, planted back when the moon was dark or new. And if you really haven't seen a manifestation of it on the short term, if you haven't seen a manifestation of a long-term goal, you have six months. There will be a full moon in Aquarius to complement the new moon we just had on the 8th for any longer-term goals. For any short-term goals, this time right now would have been it. It would have kind of been making itself known to you in the light of the full moon Regarding two weeks ago, so by the time we get to this last quarter moon next week, certainly <laughs> you—that's you, why it's, you're gleaning and harvesting what you can, and the rest just withers and dies back into the ground for you know composting or soil, you know, health purposes because you're getting ready to do something altogether new. Trust me, March eighth solar eclipse you you're about to do something new. And Pisces, you're going to do something new. So this last quarter moon we're coming up here next week, um, it's the beginning of the end, okay? You cannot get with the current scheme of things and you desire to change it. Yeah. You didn't see what you wanted pretty much manifest on the short term by the the, uh, full moon, by the time of the last quarter moon, it's like you know what, scratch that. Or I got exactly what I wanted to manifest. Now it's on to the new thing I want to manifest. <clears throat> um, it's a, if you feel this core level of discontent with the existing social structures that you find in your environment, you're you're right where you're supposed to be. You're not <clears throat> you're not supposed to be comfortable at a quarter moon phase. It's a challenge. It's a square. It's there to challenge you and motivate you towards your greatness, your destiny. It is a time of action. Reviewing. This is what this time of the last quarter moon is about. Reviewing, receiving, paying, planning, closing, sorting, storing, reaping. Um, The most suitable activities at the time of the last quarter moon is going to be Paying debts, asking for money that's owed, um, giving uh, rewards, receiving rewards, making evaluations, taking inventory, tying up loose ends, dealing with people and matters from the past, contacting people from the past, dealing with endings, acting with wisdom and maturity, and letting go if necessary. (coughs) This is a time of being accountable and when following the rules is most appropriate. Okay, um, moving right on along, we've got Venus sextiling Uranus. Next week, I've I've got a few, just a handful of horoscopes for my fire signs and my air signs, but real briefly, uh, Venus is love and money, of course. It's what we value. It's beauty, right? And it's in this mildly harmonious sextile to Uranus. We're all familiar with Uranus because we just had Aquarius season and it was all about, you know, even like the Aquarius new moon with Beyonce. It was this surprise element to it and <coughs> Uranus is the sudden and the unexpected, okay? Um, <coughs> and and it has an air of freshness to it as well, a newness. And so with Venus sextiling Uranus here next Wednesday, March 2nd, 7.13 p.m. Central Standard Time, it's going to stimulate the need for fun and excitement in our social and in our love lives, okay? Um, If you find yourself single, I hesitate to say alone, we're never really alone, uh, some kind of entertainment or creativity should satisfy our increased desire for something new and shiny in our life, right? Um, Original breakthroughs can be made in artistic and creative work. Um, We're going to all be expressing our love nature with flair, um, and it can manifest as even kind of the bling or a, a unique fashion style, something unique. Uh, Uranus is very original, okay? It's, it, it's the rebel. It really don't have to or want to conform and look like anybody else or love like anybody else or, or, or value things the way other people do. Um, we're likely going to attract equally interesting and exciting or excited people that are willing to take a risk and see where it goes. So if you're single next, midweek, a little give or take, uh, may actually be a good time. I don't know, Thursday's ladies' night somewhere, right? (laughs) It might be a good time uh, to meet somebody new. Um, And so if you're naturally shy and reserved, then this transit is going to bring about just the right amount of lack of inhibition to... Make you, can, you know, give you that environment energetically to do something you wouldn't normally do, to do something real Uranus and original, you know, as it is relating to Venus, beauty, love, what we value. Um, it's a great time to make new friends and lovers. Um, it does favor instant attraction. <clears throat> and it is, you know, this energy that, you know, creates the shortcut to the bedroom. (laughs) Um, So know in advance that this is not, even though it's a great climate to meet people under, the odds are more in favor of it being a really quick fling rather than, you know, marriage. Um, Now, if the two people that meet are naturally free spirits, uh, then it may be perfect. It may just be true love after all. <laughs> um, uh, there are celebrities that were born under this influence, and it probably won't surprise you when I say people like Lenny Kravitz and you're thinking of, you know, Venus is the the, the art, uh, artful expression like music for Lenny Kravitz. um And Uranus is that kind of element of weirdness or being a little odd or off the beaten path. So uh, Lenny Kravitz was born under this influence. Nina Simone, the late great Nina Simone, Willow Smith. You know, as I was compiling this list, it just dawned on me like we're so quick to judge these celebrities. Um, but somebody like Willow Smith, she has this in her freaking chart She came here to be weird and original and unique So don't shit on Willow Smith or her chart, just chill out <laughs> um, Rosa Parks had this in her chart Paulo Coelho, A. Marie, um, Isaac Hayes, Sarah Vaughn, and Marion Jones like I said, I got something for my air signs and my fire signs. The rest of you, this is not directly affecting you, but feel free to get with me if you feel like you need to or want to. For Aquariuses, Venus in your sign and Uranus is sextiling your sign. Okay, so from March 1st to the 4th, that stimulated need for fun, excitement in your social and love life could. Have you very interested in one night stands? Um, uh, Uranus is actually sextiling your deacon, so there is this air of positive change and excitement uh, for for another month here. So, if if hey, if anybody was gonna take a walk on the wild side, at, knowing that likely it's just a fling, Aquarius might be able to get away with it. Geminis, oh, that was Aquarius Deacon 2, those born January 30th to February the 8th. Gemini Deacon 2, those born June 1st to 10th. Venus is trining your sign and Uranus is sextiling. That's awesome. So there's this easy flow of energy there for you too. Um, Just may very well be able to get away with some flingy type activity. Libra. Venus is trining you. Uranus is opposing Libra, <clears throat> so it could play out in uh, opposition. Is not a bad thing. It could be the perfect balance. Um, Libra is an air sign. Just I say, I say, keep it light, fun, and don't take anything too seriously. Or once again, try to pin anything down. Aries deacon two. Those born March thirty first to April ninth. Venus is sextiling. Your sign fine, Uranus is conjuncting, okay? Um, nothing really more specific than what I've already kind of said about the transit. Um, yeah, y'all have been dealing with the Uranus conjunction for quite a while, and Venus sextile is a very um, harmonious flow of energy, so should be all good. Leo, Deacon 2, those born August 3rd to 12th. <coughs> Uh, Uranus is actually trining your Deacon Leo, okay, until April of this year. And that continues to allow you, Leo Deacon 2, to make very important changes in your life without the usual disruption that big change can often bring. So the simple fact that Uranus is trining you guys, Leo, um, with Venus opposing, it just watch out for excess is all I would really mention to my dear Leos. And for lastly, for my Sagittarius's Deacon Two, those born December second to eleventh, <clears throat> another really harmonious flow of energy. Uranus is trying you guys. Venus sextile. Um, once again, like Leo, you're able. You've been able to make when Uranus type stuff has been happening. Like with me last week, it doesn't. <clears throat> granted, I'm still dealing with a little residual. Uh, just feeling under the weather from something unexpected and sudden happening in a way that I just would never have guessed, Um, and the stress that kind of came along with that. They kind of put my immune system down. I started snorting and (laughs) coughing and having to really take care of myself uh, to make sure I don't get any worse. Uh, It could have been worse, is what I'm saying. I'm saying that to say that Uranus, Trining, Sag, and Leo right now is making change a lot more palatable, a lot more bearable, a lot easier than it could be for many others. Cancer, Capricorn, Virgo, Taurus, Scorpio, Pisces, um, just don't have anything for you on this one. Get with me if you have concerns. Wednesday, March 2nd, 8.55 p.m. Central Standard Time. The moon sextiles Mercury throws the moon in void status for seven hours, okay? <clears throat> That's at the end of the evening. Um, should really get some great rest <laughs> and sleep that night. It should be more peaceful in a void moon. Um, finish, finishing stuff up, looking for lost items, all things to do. Uh, It being a Wednesday evening, I'm not really worried about anybody having a job interview or uh, definitely if it is ladies' night somewhere and you're getting in on this good Venus sextile (coughs) Uranus energy, you know, you can't help when you meet somebody, but just know once again that this is the climate you're meeting them under, (laughs) a Venus sextile Uranus plus a void moon, so... Once again, anything getting initiated under a void moon, likely nothing will come of it. Which bodes even better for a fling or a one-night stand because likely nothing's going to come of it anyway, but um, even more so if it happens under a void moon. After that, we've got Thursday, March the 3rd, 4.01 a.m., the moon finally gets out of void from being in Sag and goes into Capricorn. I feel like when the moon makes these ingresses, especially like from a fire sign, fiery, passionate, energetic energy like Sag into Earth sign. (laughs) I think of like the ingress from Aries to Taurus or um, from uh, Leo even to Virgo. But mm, yeah, it could be that way, too. But these fire signs precede these earth signs, and it's it feels like it significantly slows down. So when Thursday, uh, early rising, 401 a.m., when the moon enters Capricorn, we definitely could be more emotionally satisfied to be serious. Okay? Capricorn wants to work. And so it's going to be harder to just, like, hang out. It's so not going to be Boone and Sag anymore, trust me. We want to feel productive. Um, uh, We want to feel productive on something that has substance, okay? Um, uh, Capricorn means business. um, and, And emotionally, we'll be satisfied to get down to business. So whatever you may be dealing with, You can apply that to whatever you got to get done. That's the cool thing about Capricorn because it's just, it's all about that business. (laughs) So much so that these, uh, the days while the moon is in Capricorn are going to be really great for pushing past difficult obstacles. If you need extra discipline and patience, you have access to it under this um, Capricorn moon um you're able to delay gratification and satisfaction of short-term gains for longer-term achievement <clears throat> you, you'll may find yourself more socially reserved okay uh um and you you may find that you get along with people better under this influence that that kind of have common goals or about their business too basically um so it's going to be <laughs> excuse me guys <clears throat> It's gonna be uh, lend itself towards a more conservative mood. Uh, we we may be more thrifty, wanting more bang for our buck. You know, um, <laughs> it just makes me think of Capricorns and uh, Tauruses and Virgos. Capricorns seem to be the, they're all Earth signs. Uh, Capricorns seems to be a little slower about showing out that cash. You know, they all got money. If you know an Earth sign. They probably haven't ever asked you for a dime'cause it ain't they got it they got it um <clears throat> but the Capricorn seems to be under this energy we may tend, we may not be so in a mode to spend 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 a good buy, a practical buy, a thrifty buy um we have an eye for what's solid and things that have enduring value uh, we're more apt to choose the tried and true at this time over something experimental that would be more under an Aquarius influence. And if you're in doubt, because <clears throat> Capricorn com <clears throat> Capricorn gonna think about some they they gonna think a good and long on it. And if they have any doubt, just like us under this influence, we'll let will pass by it. We'll pass up the offer. Um we're gonna be focused on our goals, our real world ambitions, um, uh business strategies, uh <clears throat> Uh, What's a good investment of our time, energy, and resources? What will bring a solid return? These are things that we're going to be focused on. Um, Everything is viewed through a practical eye, even (laughs) relationships. And so um, we we can more readily see how making structural changes um, can make life more efficient. Activities that we'll be very satisfied to do under a Capricorn moon, anything works. Anything business, Uh, meeting with clients or collaborators, putting together a proposal, considering investments. It is a month, 10th house, Capricorn ruled, is a money house. Um, It's just not the second house of our personal earnings or um, the sixth house of the money we get from an employer or the eighth house of money we get from other people that aren't our employers. 10th house is this real sense of earning our worth, Okay. (coughs) And, and longer term investments. So um, acting or speaking with authority will emotionally satisfy us here next Thursday, starting next Thursday, early ri- rising. And uh, working with a mentor or mentee, upholding a long standing tradition or taking control or authority of a situation, okay? So that's that energy that takes us into Friday <clears throat> late night, eleven forty three uh make that I didn't change this time. It would be ten forty three Central Standard Time. But Mercury Squares Mars. Let me make sure I have enough time to go into this because it's very critical. Yeah, I got thirteen minutes. Um, anytime I see Mars, <clears throat> literally the color for Mars is red. So When I see Mars, it is literally a red flag, okay? With this particular alignment happening between Mercury and Mars squaring off, which is the theme of this show, uh, what's real critical is that it's occurring at the 29th degree. Now, y'all know it's only 30 degrees in every sign, right? So we got Mercury at the critical 29th degree of Aquarius. Now, y'all can get a glimpse into the energy of the 29th degree by just looking at this past week
0: when the sun was
2: at the critical degree of Aquarius before it went into Pisces. Hey, that was significant. That was critical. That was felt. That was experienced. That was not missed. So it's the same type of intensity we may be experiencing next Friday late night. And with Mars showing up early half the time, maybe well into the day on Friday, if not Thursday. <coughs> but what I want y'all to be aware of and look out for is what this energy is going to show up looking like, right? Okay. It's going to be intense. It's at that ninth degree, but it's already intense just by the uh, fact that Mercury and Mars are squaring off. Whenever Mercury and Mars square off, <coughs> you want to look out for rushed thinking Mars moves quick. I just told y'all it'll come early on. So you want to look out for jumping to conclusions. Having a short temper is not going to serve you under Mercury square Mars. It's just going to get you into trouble. Being aggressive, uh, you might want to tone that down. (laughs) Here around the end of next week, it might get you into trouble. You don't want to rush into making a decision around this time. And you could easily say the wrong thing, okay? And all of that can lead to disagreements, arguments, and even open hostility and violence, okay? That's what you don't want. Um, Personal relationships can easily suffer, but other areas of, of life can be equally problematic, okay? Keep this in mind when you're interacting with other people next week. The key is to listen carefully. What argument are you going to get into with somebody if you're doing the listening and letting them run off at the mouth? Let them go. Listen carefully. And when you are ready to speak, think twice, not once, because that may not be enough to
0: slow you down. (laughs)
2: Think twice before you finally do say something here at the end of next week, okay? <clears throat> We're all likely to be irritable, touchy, and and those around us as well, and that'll make them more assertive if they sense that in, in, in and around us. Um, if you can, postpone any important decision-making. You see what I'm saying about this not necessarily being the best time to Have this all-important meeting with somebody that you already have, like, a sensitivity towards. This ain't it. Y'all might want to postpone that. Um, Entering into, this is not the climate to be entering into negotiations with somebody, okay? If you can't avoid it and you have to have this all-important meeting, make this all-important decision, or negotiate something, include and involve professional help or guidance, okay, be it business or legal that you just can't skip or postpone, (coughs) call on the assistance of a professional, period. Um, If you have to study or have paperwork you've got to do, it could suffer around this time because that mental mercury squaring off with fiery, aggressive Mars Uh, is going to cause the jumpiness and the unsettled nature in us all, potentially. Um, And you can't really bury these frustrations or smother this high energy, okay? That's probably not going to work. So what you've got to do is get constructive. Mars want to do something, I don't give a damn. Mars wants to do. That's why it comes early because it's ready to do something, And since the fire is squaring off with this mental energy, um, you could really uh, allow that to drive you into something constructive and safe. Whenever Mars is around, I need you all to pay attention to sharp objects. Don't, don't sit up having no fiery, passionate conversation with somebody with a pair of scissors on the table. <laughs> Watch out for sharp objects. Watch out for fire. The fiery energy, okay? You're, we're all, um, <clears throat> the danger comes in when we're in this heated mental state, this impulsive state, and we're taking risks, okay? This ain't the week for the race car driving to debate your religion and your politics because it could get ugly, right? So look towards a more controlled, more conservative activities which can include hobbies or creative projects in which you use your hands and fingers for dexterity. That's more mercurial, right? Additionally, whenever Mars is around, physical exercise, sports, just at this, uh, at this juncture, not the really competitive sport, you know. Um, <laughs> probably not the best time to, you know, practice your UFC skills. Uh, but maybe you know, going on a a a, a, a brisk run or jog, um, maybe even lifting weight to really get the energy burnt out or burnt up, right? <clears throat> Some celebrities that were born under this influence, this fiery, <laughs> mentally fiery influence, is Michael Jackson. Whoop whoop! I say Tina Turner. Lisa Lopez, Aretha Franklin, Charlie Parker, Little Richard, and Sarah Vaughan. Uh, Let's see here. I'm running low on time. Got six minutes left. I think I will go ahead and do the horoscopes for these. Everybody doesn't have one, but I want to make sure if you do, we hit it up. Actually, no Capricorn, Libra, and Cancer. Doesn't seem to be impacting y'all so directly. So I'll read for the others. <coughs> Aquarius, Deacon Three. Those born February ninth to eighteenth, from March third to sixth, represents a breaking point or culmination of your recent troubles. Okay. Um, so all the things that I've been telling everybody to look out for, you definitely want to look out for it. You do not want to be caught in a hostile situation. Mercury's in your deacon up until March 5th, okay? It'll be moving out of Aquarius and going into Pisces pretty soon, but it's still there in your deacon. And that has been and will continue through the 5th to enhance your ability to set goals um, because of the increased mental abilities. Planning is favored because you've got a positive outlook and good judgment skills. All communication should go well for you. And you can expect to have – you probably very well have been since February 27th and continue to be fairly busy with appointments, phone calls, meetings. Um, And it's a good time to apply for a new job, okay, Aquarius? Um, Negotiate a better deal or to sign a contract. Uh, Aquarius, Mars is actually squaring your deacon. So I've told you that Mars is in your deacon. So you are literally experiencing this from the standpoint of the Mars square, from February 11th to March 7th, and that's creating this buildup of energy inside and a strong desire to assert yourself in an aggressive manner. Aquarius, I need y'all to pay attention. Irritation and frustration can lead to outbursts of temper if you don't get your way. Difficulties in all relationships, but especially love relationships, can occur at this time if you force your desires onto other people. Try to see things from the other person's perspective, Aquarius, and give a little ground, okay? For my Leos, um, you've got Mercury opposite your deacon, right, from February 27th to March 5th, and that's been causing a lack of mental clarity, lack of, Leo, of mental clarity and poor judgment. Difficulty in how you express yourself makes it easy to put other people off during this time through the fifth, uh, Leo. They may feel you are being too selfish and annoying, but you think they are the ones that are hard to get along with. So the misunderstandings and the arguments may result if you don't make compromises. That's the, what the seventh is all about, uh, Leo. Mercury's in your seventh house right now. <coughs> Leo, Mars is also squaring you like it is for Aquarius. So it's that same thing. Try to see things from the other person's point of view. That's the the benefit of knowing this stuff. If you know, Aquarius and Leo, that you're already susceptible to this energy because you are dealing with the Mars square, if don't nobody else listen. If you're dealing with a Mars square or a Mars opposition uh, like Gemini's are, Pay attention! Don't let next week catch you unawares or off guard, because Mars is not doesn't play fair. <clears throat> Speaking of Gemini, Deacon Three, so I was born July June eleventh to twentieth. <clears throat> like I said, Mars is opposite your Deacon. It's gonna be uh, uh, Mars is about to retrograde. That's what I needed to tell y'all. Woo, woo. I wish I had like a siren sound right now. Mars is about to retrograde. It entered the retrograde zone here on the 17th, right? It's the 24th, last Wednesday, a week ago. Mars entered the retrograde zone at 23 degrees Scorpio. It's going to go all the way to 8 degrees Faj by April 17th, and then it's going to station retrograde, start moving backwards into this territory it's already gone through. So as of last Wednesday, especially those that are dealing with these challenging Mars transits, guess what? You're going to deal with them again when Mars roll back through. Patience. It's going to go through the same area of space. These same things are going to be visited. Mars opposite your Deacon Gemini, Um, Anger and frustration is likely As other people stand in your way Or directly oppose your will Uh, The challenges being presented For you to have to overcome In order to achieve a certain goal Or to simply just be yourself I can identify with that one Since last Wednesday I'm telling y'all Since last Wednesday Monitor this stuff Monitor these energies because when I talk to you in another month or two, when it's in retrograde, retrograded right back to the same areas to around the 17th of February and tell me if this isn't even similar or in the same ballpark, we get these glimpses in advance. I'm going to end on Gemini because I'm running out of time. I love y'all. 30 seconds left. Uh, please check out. If you are so inclined in the episode information, the link for the Astro Love Gifts, if you want to get in on this promotional rate for the monthly transit report and weekly consultations, the subscribe button right below that is where you would do that at. Um, stay, stay, stay closely connected to my astrology coach. And we will be back live and in full effect next week, y'all. Get at me. Gmail me. <laughs> Peace.